technically this is a supplemental to the episode I've already done in the past few days, but the news keeps on rolling, so the podcast will continue. This is the Venus Now Podcast. Let's get started. This will go to full hour. Usually these podcasts go at least an hour, but I don't think I'll even need that much time. There's just a few things I need to get off my chest as really, as I said, a supplemental to things that I've already said about the news that has broke this week and the reaction to that news. But my hope is that no matter how long or short this podcast is, it is still usable for the people that need to hear it. If you are a hobbyist, somebody who makes visual novels or games as a hobby, and I know that you're out there, you don't need to listen to this. You can go. I promise you the next show will have some information that you can use to help you grow in your hobby. For people who want to take somebody else's money or profit from their work somehow in the visual novel space, you need to stay. Because this needs to be said by somebody. And unfortunately, it looks like that somebody is going to be me. Greetings all. My name is JP the Third. This is the VNS Now Podcast on Oracle Shelf Podcast and VNSNow.com. My history with the EVN community is interesting because of the spot I've chosen to take. And I think that's the best place to start here. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. And this will dive into a question that I got. Because before I recorded this, I said if anybody had any questions on the business side of this, send them to me. I want to answer them. And I did actually get a question. And it kind of does delve into the business of it a little bit. And I want to dig a deep, as deep as I can into it as much as I know. But... It also kind of goes into this thought I had watching the news this week. I got interested into this particular realm of gaming around 2010, definitely going into 2011. And what the space, the time I came in and the space I came in is, was essentially as a pure critic. Up until that point, there was only one other critic that was really of note, Anon L, I believe. And the criticisms were done more or less in context to the idea that everybody involved was developing visual novels. And the only people that were interested in criticizing or critiquing or commenting on EVNs were people who they themselves would be developing EVNs. And I think that when I came into this, a lot of people had the same idea about me, that my interest was solely in my own eventual development, not in the larger 
seen as a potential gaming market. Around that time, uh, only a handful of developers were actually trying to sell their games. Um, it was Winter Wolves and Hanukkah Games, and then Saka Visual would be right behind them. Right when I was coming in, Saka Visual was starting what they called the Green Tea Line, which was going to be their commercial games, which was the Jisei Murder Mystery Series, and that at the time was unfathomable, to put it nicely. Because it was a hobbyist sphere. Developing for profit was an anathema. And yet, by doing so, and breaching the subject, it was, it led into the development of others going to first BMT Micro, and then Gumroad, as a way to profit off their games. This this continued into 2012, where Cinders and Analog of Hate Story and others would find their way onto Steam. My point in that is that my critique and my criticisms around that time were seen as odd because I wasn't a developer, and I was developing and I was critiquing something that was never, to some people, meant. For criticism, it was just a hobby, not a commercial entity. However, even at that time, there were projects and developers with the mindset of, I can get paid from doing this. Even at well before Kickstarter, well before Wayne Cloud came in, these developers were out there. And I saw them, and my goal was to provide a platform. Not only to talk about their work, but to serve as kind of a gateway for people like me. I had no business. Like I said, I wasn't planning on developing a visual novel. I'm still kind of not. But it was, I always felt that if people had a kind of a gateway to see what this thing was really about, then they would have the appreciation that I developed eventually for it. However, I think that there are still some lingering attitudes like what I first came with. And this was almost 10 years ago now, still in the EVN sphere. This is becoming a market. There are more commercial developers than ever. And it is becoming more viable to profit in this area. And yet... And yet, there are still there's still a strong enough sentiment in within the developers community, the developer side, to keep to, not to equip those who want to sell their work with what they need to succeed. I was listening to my presentation to Visual Conference in 2000. I want to say 18, two yeah, last year I believe. It's either two. Yeah, I believe it was 2018. And I was the only one talking specifically about commercialization, contracts, organization, and preparing yourself as a developer to profit off your work. And I remember to this day the comments that I got during my presentation with people who I will not call out, 
But who, who knows who who knows who they are who are in the conference saying that this was not necessary. You don't need contracts. You don't need this. It's not that big of a deal. Knowing by that time, by 2018, Sinai Teed has shattered. They had broken up. Deji and Kitty were on the rocks around that time. Sakavishal also had a rough experience with developing um, backstage pass. By this time in the history of the EVN, enough had happened amongst commercial developers for people to not say that. For there to be, an, there were enough warning signs that there had to be more conversation about this to prepare people who want to sell their work so that they could be ready based off of the previous experience of developers that were, quite frankly, should have been much more prepared. And yet, that spirit persisted. That spirit persists still. That spirit, that spirit persists today. And while I could spend an hour ranting about the people who have taken advantage of the opportunities found their audiences, marketed their games correctly, and became financially successful. I could rant about that for the next few hours. Or I could spend an hour talking about all the quote-unquote good Evians, although the same people I'm talking about will tell you that no such thing exists as a way to protect the bad Evians. That's a whole different conversation. But I could tell, tell you to go buy a bunch of good Evians to kind of, in a vein and effort to balance the scales of life the truth is the best thing we can do is put this all in context and try to explain how we got here so that the cycle can break for good if you aren't aware of the news this week KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken which is a division of of Yum Brands Incorporated, a Fortune 500 company, announced that they were making a visual novel based off their mascot, Colonel Sanders, who was based off a real guy. Harlan Sanders was a real human being who lived. But I've been saying this about mascots ever since people have been making memes and artwork of the Wendy's mascot. That is based off a real person, Wendy Thomas. Real person, but I digress. It was thought, like I I mocked it at first because it's it's mockable. It does seem to be a satirical take and a long form joke, as many uh, commercial VNs are striving to be, especially if they're connected to a larger brand. But the reaction to that sense has been a, has been something to watch. I and I said this in a tweet that I rolled my eyes when they first announced this game. And then I rode my even even harder when I saw the reaction to it. People have had legitimately lost their minds, and it's okay. Like I understand some people getting mad about it. I, I get it. Here comes another satirical game in a market that is slowly but surely being um, being consumed, I guess, by that trend. Consumed may be the best way way to put it. But let's put some context on this conversation because I've seen people ask, well, why are people covering this? And this um, it's not serious. They're just being satirical and 
they're not sincere. Or this is the funny one. This is just a cash grab. Yeah, KFC is just trying to get uh, a cash grab off of people. Realize how insulting that is? How it insults the intelligence of people who actually know better. Let's break down some numbers right quick. Pull my notebook in front of me. Young Brands Incorporated, as I've already mentioned, is a Fortune 500 company with an annual revenue around 3 to $6 billion. Let's start there. Annual revenue. They make 3 to $6 billion every year. They have an operating income of $1.5 to $1.7 billion. KFC International is their largest chain brand globally. They, it makes them the most money quarter by quarter. And 39% of KFC's business, their revenue, comes from China and Asia. That should surprise nobody who's been watching anime in the last 10 years. Because every now and then, you'll see a bunch of high schoolers in anime go to Chick- Not Chick-fil-A. They're not in Japan, but KFC is. It was su- it's such a well-worn joke that, what's that game? Lucid 9 had a joke towards KFC in it. It's almost a trope at this point, going to, uh, going to uh, KFC. And I keep spouting off the uh, superior chicken restaurant, but that's neither here nor there. But you're talking about a business where 39% of their income and their operations come from this area, from China and Asia, which includes Japan. And that business makes annually three to six billion dollars. Any money they make off this game is pocket change. It's laughable. This is this has nothing to do with a cash grab or uh, being cynical. This is about marketing. And somewhere in a boardroom in this country, a Fortune 500 company sat down and asked their marketing team. What is the best way to market our product, our brand, in, in a part of our company where 39 of the business comes from China and Asia? Oh, let's make a visual novel. That should be the best way to do it. That would not have happened years ago. It, it just wouldn't have. Nobody would have even... Cons- if, if somebody would have said that in a boardroom, that would have been a joke. That is now a viable marketing strategy for a Fortune 500 company. Can we at least acknowledge that before we continue to lose our minds on this? Because I'm looking forward to talking about this for the rest of the week. Can we at least acknowledge the leaps and bounds the EVN has grown in the last 10 years to where now making one is a viable marketing strategy for a Fortune 500 company? Young Brands is going to be the third major international business that is adapting this strategy. They follow Penguin Books, who made a visual novel off of one of their properties years ago, and Universal Pictures, who made a visual novel based off the Huntsman movie, or the prequel to the Huntsman movie, one or the other. This fits into something I said around 2013, 2014, because I was saying at the time, that what we understand of the visual novel isn't going to always fit. That people will expand and change on the formula to try and elevate narrative over gameplay. And again, I got the JP isn't, isn't a developer. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about bit. 
But then I made two predictions right around that time. The first prediction was that as soon as major companies realize how cheap VNs are to make and how far it can reach, they will start investing in them as product, as viable product. Because they don't... I mean, you can spend up to a million dollars making a AAA game, or you can spend up to $10,000 making a visual novel. What damn near guaranteed returns and maximum exposure. What are you going to do? It's viable. Of course companies are going to do it as soon as it clicks that, no, this can work. And young brands won't be the last. Once other companies see how what they can do and how far they can reach with this medium, they will use it. The second prediction I made right after that was that as soon as other media figures and other gaming developers see that EVNs have become a viable medium for major corporations, they're going to try and jump in and make it their own. They will erase all the history up to it and just try to make it about the stuff that they found and say that, hey, I'm the one who discovered this great medium that you guys are now profiting off of. And lo and behold, here we are. Crunchyroll, I believe, released a list of games the other day that you should try if you don't, if you find the uh, KFC via news disturbing or something like that. And amongst those was a list of games that, oh, that aren't that good, first and foremost. But again, if you're reading this list, it's, hey, these are the games that are released in the last few years. So to, to try and reset the timeline, to start the timeline right there where they got interested and that they think it's good. Because none of the games went back further than, I think, the, um, crap, now I'm um, tripping on the name, flipping on the name, tripping on the name, one of those. The House in Fata Morgana. That's it. Shortly after that, GameStop released an article. Maybe we should be worried about this now. Maybe we should be worried about KFC's visual novel. And in their podcast, I, I found this interesting because I remember very vividly that around the time Doki Doki Literature Club released, only two critics stood up and said this wasn't a big deal. One of them was Yahtzee. In uh, zero punctuation. The other one was me. Everybody else. Oh my god. This is such a bold subversion. Of the visual novel genre. Again. If you listen to my episode. About soccer spirit. There's a reason that they think that. And why they've had that. On their minds. Is that you can actually trace the lineage. And the line from A to B. And I remember saying in my talk about DDLC. And in my review. That this isn't going to last very long. Like eventually. They they will start calling out its flaws. Who knew it would be KFCVN that drove that discussion? Because in GameSpot's um, talk about the KFCVN and the podcast they did on it, I'm not going to play the clip, but I will read re- will read from some of the transcript and link to this. But I I want to read a little bit of the transcript here, and this is from a guy named Michael who's involved. 
Yeah, okay, it's a marketing ploy reading from the transcript. And granted, we haven't played it yet, so maybe there's a broader message that's like, oh, you know, it's not all about chicken, you know? It's about love and shit. My takeaway is that there are so many other better, great visual novels out there because the thing about visual novels is that there's always a message at the end. That's the point because there's not much traditional gameplay to it, so that's why. So the way it's going to get you is with heart and story, and a message like Valhalla is a great visual novel. You should message like Valhalla is a great visual novel. You should play Doki Doki Literature Club. Jake, speaking of Doki Doki Literature Club, when that game came out and people kind of got really into it for a while, one thing I remember, at least the discussion being around, is that people were very excited about the game, but were saying. This is the only. This is only the tip of the iceberg. There's so much better visual novels that are way more in depth, way more interesting. And Doki Doki Literature Club is almost like a gimmick. I, just, I gotta catch my breath. My breath was taken away. It's just. Uh, it, it, it's insane. But now we're having that discussion. Now we're having a discussion that uh, DDLC may have been really more of a gimmick, but at least it was earnest. While KFC is cynical and just about money. I, I. <laughs> it, it's, fu- it's almost funny, but at the same time it's sad because Yum Brands does not care. They do not care whether or not people think they're just out to make money. Earnesty is not their goal here. Marketing is their goal. Expanding their brand is their goal. And the pocket change they get from people buying this game is a nice bonus. It's icing on the cake. Meanwhile, the people who are hearing this and processing this are, is everyone else who are planning to commercialize and sell their VN, who are now being told that you have to be sincere, quote-unquote, whatever the hell that means, and earnest in order to get an actual market behind you. And if you look at the games that have reached GameSpot, that have reached mass appeal, that isn't always the case. I remind you that Sakura's Beard was popular for a while. Dream Daddy is still popular. Monster Prom, which is actually a fairly funny and good game, is a, fan, is a giant spoof on the entire genre. Doki Doki Literature Club, which they're now pointing out was more or less a gimmick. Thank you for joining myself and uh, Yassi, by the way. We appreciate the company. Uh, That was big for a while. Whose entire gimmick was you can play this in a group and have fun watching a streamer do it or watching your friends play it. That was the entire gimmick behind that. So, But you have a generation now of potential commercial Evian developers now hearing, no, 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 this is the box you have to fit into because otherwise you're kind of like Young Brands. You're insincere you're just trying to profit off of this truly pure genre which we've just discovered and we want to maintain its purity both of my predictions have come true I wish I had the answers at this point I'm still kind of drinking it all in more or less and understanding where we are right now in history. I've said for years that this was going to happen and here we are. Now, the question will be whether or not anybody rises to the occasion and says, 
essentially to the the larger gaming sites because gaming media and this was the problem I had with Gamergate years back. The attempt to frame gaming media as this little box where it's just these websites that drive the bulk of the traffic. That's insane when literally anybody can start a blog or a YouTube channel and become quote unquote gaming media and get the same interviews that Kataka can get and others can get. Literally, they're the channel I follow, which is one of the largest gaming media sites you've never heard of because all they really cover is stuff like Farming Simulator and American Truck Simulator and stuff like that. And do gets millions of views. It's something. But the point of it is, is that while I don't believe in this conspiracy of, oh, this game media and they're just running the conversation, that's not necessarily true. I do believe, like I said, that there are groups of gaming journalists who want to be the one to plant their flag in the new world or this new world of gaming and say that they discovered it and have what they discovered be the popular thing. I do believe that. And the only pushback to that, you know, that flag planting and that attempt will be from developers who were here first to basically say, no, 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 we've been here for a while. You're the one who's new. It's, um, It's new territory for you, but people have been selling and profiting and building up this particular medium for years. Well before you got here, well before JP got here. And again, I can understand if developers don't particularly want to do that. This is still largely a hobbyist group and not everybody wants their hobby critiqued. That's one of the reasons why I stopped pulling from Limbusoft for uh, review material. Because not everybody who wants their um, what they're doing on the side. Not everybody wants what they're doing on the side of the hobby critiqued. Understandable. But for those who are attaching a price tag to their work or getting patron money or Kickstarter money or something else to do their work, it's time to listen up. I will tell you on the face of it that I don't have all the answers to this thing. I don't know. I do know that there needs to be better organization amongst teams it's time to start talking about uh the laws around protecting the various team members partnerships corporations stuff like that what forms you need to take if you're planning a commercial enterprise it's time to it's time to start talking marketing um i believe it was katie 133 who i genuinely have a lot of respect for who said in an open letter to something i wrote about KFCVN earlier this week said, uh, yeah, a children's publisher came to me asking questions about VNs. So Young Brands is not going to be the last one. It's time to start getting organized, knowing how to um, protect yourself legally, knowing how a dang contract works, and working off a contract instead of just assuming that everybody involved is your friend. Enough development groups have crumbled and had to rebuild themselves after some serious pain. For us to say that that model isn't going to work if you're putting money behind your project. Sorry, guys. Sorry, not sorry. It's where we sit right now. I said it in my presentation at Visual Conference, and I said it here. Even if you're working for free, do not work without a contract. Period. Period. It's time to learn about marketing and 
building an audience for your game and promoting your own work. And if you can't do it, bring on somebody onto your team that can. It's time to start uh, live streaming your own games. Put the Spike Chunsoft does this. Spike Chunsoft does it, and I believe Food Bad Factory has started doing it. They'll stream and have the developers on to talk about the demos of their game, to hype their game up. If they can do it about their work, surely you can too. They have the exact same medium, Twitch and YouTube. Major corporations hype their game by live streaming the demo and having the developers there to talk about the work that went into it. And yet, the most straightforward way to market the game for a lot of visual novel developers, they don't take. You don't have to buy ad space. You don't have to develop a 30-second commercial. You do have to market your work if you want people to pay for it. And it's not just waiting for somebody like me to come and review it. It's you taking the initiative and doing it yourself. It's, I do know that there has to be more talk about this. And there has to be more acceptance of this in the larger Evian community. I say this and it's, uh, I'm not here to step on anybody's toes today. Any more than I already have. But this part is absolutely true. Towson of Lubasoft hates my ass. He hates me. And he'll give you a bunch of different reasons for why he hates me. Uh, none of them being true. None of them having any subsequent evidence. But the reason he hates me, I surely, I truly believe this, is because back in 2012 or so, somewhere around there, 2012, 2013, it doesn't even have to do with what I thought about a couple of his games, which pretty much hit the nail on the head. It was talking about, a bunch of developers were on a hashtag on Twitter, talking about ideas for panels at cons for VN developers and I was going through and mocking all of them and his was one and I don't think he liked that very much and frankly I don't care because the bulk of ideas on that thread were about the developers getting themselves over and to use a little wrestling parlance and talking about themselves not about their projects not about what it takes to finish the work and get it out to a consumer base. Even today, like, I have a hell of a lot of respect for Ayu Sakata and everybody who was a presenter at Game Fest in Dallas, talking about how they make VNs and the process behind it and the um, state of RenPy, which is probably the best engine still on the market. But what is needed now is not only that, but we need to hear from them, the de commercial developers, how they did it. How they, how they made profit off of their work. What was their strategy? Did they have a strategy? What, what do they do to get their work out to the people? That's what we need to hear. That's what is necessary for this thing to grow, this thing of ours to grow. And until we get that on a more regular basis, I will call for it. And I will routinely mock any developer that takes tries to take air and uh, not take air but oxygen out of the room talking about themselves rather than the, give developer other developers and aspiring commercial developers the information they need to grow this isn't about you i 
I don't have all the answers, and I've said that, and I mean it. I don't. I. This is just the route I believe we need to start taking. We, we can sit here and be mad at KFC and Yum Brands, and we can be mad at the next corporation to inevitably come around, and we can be mad at all of them and try and counter-program and say, well, if you don't like that, and get the people who really just want something to be mad at and try to get them to pay for your VN, we can do that. Or commercial developers can start taking the steps to profit no matter who comes in and out, no matter what corporation shows up with their VN idea, no matter what the big quote-unquote thing in VNs is. I want you to succeed. And I mean that. If you're a commercial developer and you are about to put a price tag on your game and release it to the public, I want you to succeed. Hell, I want Towson to succeed, even though he hates my ass. It's good for the market to have successful games of varying qualities. That way we have multiple ranges of data to learn from to get better at this thing. The more successful financially, the more successfully financial developers we have, the more we can learn to create more financially successful developers. And that's how we got AAA gaming. That's why indie gaming is such a big business now. That's what I want for you. But I can't be the only one who wants that. You have to want it as well. If you do want it, you follow me on Twitter at VNs now. You come to VNSNow.com. Subscribe to uh, the Oracle Shelf newsletter, newsletter OracleShelfPodcast.substack.com. Because we're going to be talking about this more in the coming days. I'm going to release a few articles about organizing a business, ideal business structures for uh, commercial vi- uh, visual novel developers, uh, things that I think can help. And the more people talk about this and give you the information you need as a developer looking to commercialize, the better. And I'll help where I can. My Trust me, if you give me your game to critique, I'm going to critique it. <laughs> like, So be warned. If, you, if, that's, if you're like, oh, I think it'll be best if you review my demo. Okay, I'll review your demo. Right, please review my game. Okay, as soon as I get some free time, I will review it. It may not be what you want, but I will certainly do it. It may not be what you want to hear. But I will also, in with on top of the reviewing featuring aspect, I will be, in the next few weeks and months, giving you the information I believe you need to win. It doesn't guarantee victory, but it's more than what a lot of people are getting now. And that's all I got. was definitely a short episode and i want to thank you guys for listening uh well i've been holding off the walker man act 2 episode which walker man is a fantastic series i hope you guys listen to that episode it's a good breakdown of what makes that game so good but uh if you have any questions about corporate procedure contracts or anything like that my email box is open jp at vmsnow.com jp at vmsnow.com 
I'll do my best to answer them. If I can't answer them, I will direct you to somebody who can. It's time to time to get serious, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to make money in this world, or if you want to make money off of an English visual novel, the opportunities are certainly out there. Just got to be serious about it. And on that, I think I can help you. And I will do my best to do so. I want to thank the patrons for supporting this show. Even though we switch brands more or less, their continued support of the website and the show helps a lot. Helps a lot. <laughs> it goes a long way. And again, I still don't have the list. But I want to thank you and I want to thank everybody who's listened, retweet this show, and supports it. Not only this channel, but also VanSnow.com. It is greatly appreciated. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one.